0: Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get twenty five percent off your first purchase with the code DNVR twenty five. And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR twenty for twenty percent off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD, it can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of, try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first-time customer, DNVR25 will eat you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com. It is awfully lonely. It's quiet. It's awfully lonely. sure what to do (laughs) (laughs) what's up guys welcome into the dmvr nuggets podcast the dmva show we are presented by DraftKings sportsbook make sure to download the DraftKings sportsbook app use code dmvr when you sign up i'm harrison Wynn, hosting again today alongside mr
1: brendan this is our first in-person uh two-man game we always do this on over the over the telephone yeah It's weird. Of course, we got super producer Kale uh, with us today. I
0: saw Michaela just walk in the door, but other than that, there is nobody else in this office slash bar right
1: now. Literally, did something happen? Do we? Did we not get a memo? There's like a gas leak in here. We're not (laughs) supposed to be in here, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, two's all we need. Three, because I can't forget about you, Kale. I love you. We got a fun show coming up. We actually got a lot to
0: get to today. A lot to get to. We're gonna do a mailbag portion of this show because we didn't get to that on Monday. We're also going to do a bonus podcast today for DNVR members where we're going to get to mailbag questions from the Discord. Uh, so that will be up on thednvr.com after today's show ends and it's posted. Uh, we've also got just some little Nuggets news items to get to. Kenyon Martin coming to Summer League? Whoa. Kmart. As a player or as a coach? We'll, we'll find out. Uh, Bol Bol, uh, the mixtape's dropping. Uh, we got a summer hype reel of Bol Bol. I'm actually in that mixtape, Harrison. I don't know if you saw. I was <laughs> yeah. on the other team. <laughs> Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we had some bad news at the Olympics for Slovenia, some good news for the U.S., so uh, we will get into that as well. And I guess let's start there. Uh, Team USA, 97-78 over Australia. Uh, Team USA going to the offensive strategy that I asked them to go to, where Kevin Durant just shoots the ball every time. Greg Popovich has adopted that. And sure enough, Team
1: USA is winning. It was like uh, one of those Golden State Warrior third quarters that Chris Webber was contractually obligated to acknowledge five times a broadcast. Um, (laughs) They absolutely put their foot down, and it was all KD. Uh, Drew Holiday had a great game as well. But Durant's ridiculous, man. It's just as far as tough shot makers go, guys we've seen in our time watching the league, uh, it does not get much better than Kevin Durant. He's
0: so far above everyone else on the court. Like you're just watching this game. Yeah, he's he's obviously better than everybody on Australia whose best players were Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, good NBA players, but uh, not stars. Even on Team USA, he's just obviously such a level up from everyone. He's in his own tier on that yeah. team, for sure. He's definitely in his own tier. So it seems like Team USA has it figured out. They're going to take on France in the gold medal game. Um, predictions? Does Team USA get it done? Do they get the goal?
1: I do think they've settled into, I mean, it may be not what they'd like to do or the prettiest band of basketball or anything like that, but the shots are starting to fall. And as you mentioned, they they figured it out, which is, okay, if it's not looking good, if we're not feeling this, just give the ball to Kevin and, and let him take care of the work. Because the reality is when you have guys coming off the plane who were just in the playoffs the finals two, three days ago, these guys are all pros, but coaching is almost futile in that context, right? I mean, how 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 much stuff can you implement, right, in terms of the playbook?
0: Well, I think that actually might have been Team USA's problem early on. They, they were thinking too much. Yep. They were being too unselfish. And
1: trying to figure it out and, yeah. and play the right way. But I think when you have that short of a runway, as Team USA tends to, uh, it's, maybe you just give the ball to the best players and let them cook.
0: Yeah. So, I think Team USA gets it done against France. I think they'll win. They're favored by 12.5 points. I like France to cover 12.5, though. I think it will kind of go like these last couple Team USA games have gone, where it's a tight, competitive first half, and then Team USA kind of breaks it open in the yeah. second half. Maybe they won't break it open as much, but I like France plus 12.5. I'm going to make that my DraftKings pick of the week.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. That line surprised me. I mean, I th- France is... To say France is competitive, they've beaten them already. so <laughs> Yeah, they're fact, not
0: going to be lacking for confidence. No,
1: uh, that's a really big line. That's a good pick. I mean, I, again, yeah. I'm going with Team USA, but to cover, I'm with you, man. Yeah. That's that's too big.
0: So DraftKings Pick of the Week, taking France plus 12.5 in the gold medal game. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited for it. Something I'm not excited about, though, Slovenia. <sighs> they fall 90-89 to France uh, early this morning, 5 a.m. I. I gotta admit, I did not get up to watch that. one. I
1: didn't either, but um, all the same, Rudy Gobert, Thief of Joy, uh, and yeah. Nick Batum as well, which I'm sure we'll get to.
0: Yeah, Kale, do you have the uh, the the tweet I sent you of this Nick Batum game saving block? Very reminiscent of some you know classic game saving blocks like the one Tayshawn Prince had uh, a long time ago. But l- let's take a look at this play.
1: Oh, I yeah, see there's it now. the
0: block right there. If we can run it back, I want you to pause it right before he takes this shot. Right Right about here. here.
1: Oh yeah, look
0: who's standing in the corner, wide open. We know that guy. Yeah, look who's standing in the corner, wide open.
1: Blačko, wide open.
0: So, this game ended in a Nick Batum game saving block. It could have ended in a Vlaco John game winning three.
1: God, we were. I I thought we were robbed of just Luca versus Durant, but no, we were robbed of Vlaco glory. Yeah. And this is this wedding is horseshit.
0: I mean, that's the only thing I noticed about that play.
1: I also do want (laughs) to say. the only thing that stood out to you. yeah. Uh, I like how you put that block up there with some of the good- – neither of those guys got off the ground at all. But <laughs> none the same. All the same. The context, very impressive. Yeah. Nick Batum, yeah. by the way. What a 2021 resurgence for Nick Batum. I mean – Did not have that on yeah, my bingo that's card. That's what
2: happens when you start trying.
1: Funny super <laughs> chat coming
2: in here. What does this team look like with Lionel Messi?
1: Yeah, I heard Messi is a free agent. Are we talking about the Denver Nuggets or Team USA? Because I think – I don't know which one's less likely. Well,
0: uh, Team USA needs a point guard. That's true. They they need a initiator.
1: Yeah, someone
2: to Isn't create. is Messi right? like five six though? Yeah, It'd be like some major Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Messi
1: there. is a tiny yeah. king by the one of the ogs.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Vlotko
0: had eleven and nine last or earliest morning against France. He had a pretty good Olympics. I feel like, um, had a nice two man game going with Luca. Was really good from three for most of these Olympics. Does what Vlatko did at these Olympics
1: change anything for him
0: with the Nuggets next season?
1: It, I mean, I don't think it does in terms of trying to project a rotation. I just don't think he's in it. Yep. But in terms of how I view him, it, it was, I mean, it was really encouraging. It yep. was really cool to see him in that different role uh, with more responsibility. And he looked pretty comfortable. Um, those time like some of those bailout shots where he put the ball on the floor. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> um, on, it, honestly, it was at first for me it was just fun to to see Vlaco get run, but by the end I was thoroughly impressed. And you know we've we've probably undersold him at times when we talk about him as just like well he's a known quantity, right? We we know what he is. He probably won't be much more or less. Um, you know maybe we've put a, a too short of a ceiling on him. We'll find yeah. out.
0: Like, he doesn't have a ceiling as, like, a starter, I don't think. No. You know, no, no, no. but he can grow into a ceiling of a really serviceable role player. Sure, exactly. So, for me, I don't think what he did is going to change what happens next season with the Nuggets. Look, he's his best position is the four. They're stacked at the four. Right, right. I guess he can play some three. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll get some backup three run. I I don't think it's going to happen, but that's probably his best pathway towards minutes. Mm. So I don't think it changes anything with the nuggets next season, which is a little unfortunate because I would love to see him play. I agree though, with what you said for me, I hold him in high regard definitely, because he's obviously just getting better. He's improving. I think he's a better basketball player now than he was last year at this time. So in my personal
1: book, he's, he's, Climbing. Sure. I mean, it's interesting because I think Vlacko He's what I consider like a tryout player, you know, like an like he, he's gonna do things that catch coaches eyes Sure, like, okay, he's just trying to make the back end of a rotation and I've I've made this joke That's a real story all the time. I asked Vlaco like how he what he wanted to be in the NBA And he said 10th man like he really <laughs> understands yeah. That there's maybe a role he can cover carve out for himself But he also told me that that's come out at a cost like I uh, you know, he's had coaches tell him to be more aggressive, right? right? To not be afraid to be himself. And so learning how to tightrope, you know, walk that tightrope is difficult. It's but, also tough when that's just not your game. Exactly. It's probably never been his game. It's never been his game. So I do think uh, Vlaco has a superb awareness of who he can be in the league. And I think that at times almost pigeonholes him right into this. Okay, he's a break glass in case of emergency. You can play him, but you might do well playing him by the time, you know, it's all said and done.
0: Yeah. So an unfortunate end for Slovenia, um,
1: but it was fun watching him. It was fun watching him for sure. I mean, what a run for Luka. It's Good not, run. no surprise, right? I think anyone who's who's been watching him knows that he's capable of that. But just really, really cool. for I. One of the biggest stories of the Olympics, right? If not the biggest one, how far he took that team, yeah. how well he played. And I hate to go all like Los Angeles media on the Denver Nuggets or whatever, but we were robbed, France. Like, what do you do? It? What I wanted, Luca versus Kevin Durant. You're pulling a Battle of L.A. Yeah, Absolutely. what happened to our Battle of L.A., dude? Uh, no,
0: I'll live with it. Should be a fun
1: game for yeah. France. But. Well,
0: I think France is as good as Luca is. I think France is a tougher matchup it's for a, Team USA. It's a
1: better game. It's yeah. a better game, probably. But I, I mean, with the the way you know Team USA has struggled to defend at times. Uh, I definitely wanted to see what Luca could do And how I mean just how motivated and jacked up He would have been for that game Which I, I think I mean how You could really He was so passionate throughout this entire run You yeah. know that he was donning that jersey You know representing a nation Clearly meant a lot to him And I just thought it would have been so cool To see him try to take Take the big dogs yeah. down
0: You can tell it means so much to him And a lot of these international guys Yes this is just me it doesn't seem like it means the same to team usa it just doesn't it probably doesn't um we were talking about this in the slack last night and i want to talk about this on the show
1: jason tatum (laughs) oh something else. not
0: that well you can talk about that if you want um are you gonna feel any pride if team usa wins the gold medal
1: no um but that's
0: like satisfaction
1: I'll feel the satisfaction that they didn't lose. But that's sort of what being a Team USA, like following Team USA is like, it's almost, I've always wondered what that's like as like a Lakers or a Yankees fan. Like, yeah. do you enjoy this anymore? Or is it just about not embarrassing yourselves, right? Yeah. And it sort of feels that way with USA. I mean, I expect them to win, even with all the, the, the factors we've talked about this year and a lot of the guys that are not there, it's still the most loaded team in the tournament. It's not
0: even close. And they should
1: cruise. <laughs> so it's hard to be like, yes, we did it again, you know? I will feel zero
0: pride. I will feel zero satisfaction if Team USA wins because they're supposed to win. They're supposed to win by a lot. They're supposed to actually be blowing these teams out more than they are. So I do think it's a little similar, not to to a way higher degree of like when, you know, the Yankees or, or the Lakers win a championship. Obviously, it's not the same, but... Team USA is supposed to blow all You're these teams to get out, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're supposed to absolutely walk to the gold medal. So it's tough for me to be like, oh, I'm so proud of Team USA, man.
1: We also don't really have, and I think Adam brought this point up, but from the, the Nuggets perspective, it's not like there's a guy for us to latch onto on Team USA, right? I mean, the way we would, of course, embrace Jokic and Team Serbia if that had happened. So that's part of it as well, but... I mean, I'd wager most of the players feel the same way. Yeah, I'm sure some of them care quite a lot. I'm sure they all feel honored to be there, but they expect themselves to win. I don't think this is like a...
0: Yeah. Another thing is, like, if you ask an international player what would they rather win, an NBA championship or a gold medal, I feel like a lot of them would probably be torn. Some of them would say NBA championship for sure. A lot of them would say gold medal. I guarantee you. If you ask an NBA player, it's 100% NBA championship.
1: I do. um, This last comment here in the chat says uh, beating Rudy, though, would be the the only good thing about USA. Someone tweeted yesterday that if if it's Rudy Gobert in the gold medal game, I'm about to become so patriotic. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great tweet. Buying a flag.
0: (laughs) It was a great tweet. All right.
1: We got some uh, Nuggets
0: news that dropped this morning, courtesy of Mark Spears. There's a new coach on the Nuggets Summer League coaching staff. Um, I assume the Nuggets are still going to Las Vegas for Summer we'll League. We'll find out, won't we? Uh, they should have a team there. But Kenyon
1: Martin dude. is going to be on the staff. Did Was this on your radar? Did this catch you by surprise? Yeah. I Dude, I had no idea. And this yeah. is awesome. I was thinking. Obviously, we've got this mailbag episode today. We've had previous mailbag questions about the lack of like former players and stuff and assistants in Denver. Dude, Kmart for the summer league staff, but how about Kmart for the future staff? <laughs> no idea how he is, but yeah. I love it. I love it. So I'm very excited to maybe, hopefully,
0: talk to him. Maybe get him on the show. We'll see.
1: Possible friend of the show because
0: every time Kenyon Martin talks, I, I've talked to him twice in the last couple of years. Once was in 2019 when he came back when yes. the nuggets had 2000s night when iverson came back where marcus canby came back kenny martin came back and he held court with the media he held court and too. you know eventually he'll get to the fact that he just hates today's nba defense <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you ask him he'll get around to that right. at some point and he just had this epic rant about how terrible nba defense is and then when i talked to him last summer I just talked to him on the phone about the 2009 run when we were looking back on that right, and yeah. rewatching those games. And he had a lot more fire quotes there, but I'm just excited for the defensive focus that he's going to bring to this nugget summer league team. Like I guarantee you, there are going to be some epic stories about him in practices.
1: We've got a roster full of strengths, defense weaknesses, shooting coach Kenyon Martin <laughs> yes. buckle up.
0: Well, a lot of these guys seem like they could be Kenyon Martin
1: players. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, I'm really excited. And, yeah man I'm it you can tell when he talks about the game that he still deeply is passionate about it yeah and so exciting to see him back but then also just the connection with Denver I think it's been a talking point on this show before but you know you go you go to a lot of these teams you spend time in their arenas it almost feels like a museum right and oh to you're, you're connected to all the different eras of Nuggets basketball and um, this one does almost feel like it's floating off in its own space, the Jokic Malone era. And so mm-hmm. all these efforts to make connections, to build these relationships, it's just cool to see Kmart just attached to yeah. Denver.
0: I think Darrell Arthur was an assistant on the summer league staff That's right. a few summers back. Yep, yep, Now Kenyon Martin. So Denver has done this before. So yeah, I'm excited. I think it adds a nice little element to summer league for sure. Uh,
1: the he's, other, it's going to do a lot of screaming.
0: Yes. I'm,
1: I'm pumped <laughs> already.
0: Over under .5 technicals. (laughs) Taking over, man. You got it. You got it. Uh, The other news item we've got to get to here in the first segment, Bol Bol has been spotted. He's been spotted working out in what looks like not the nicest gym in the world. That was my first takeaway from this. I'm like, where is this gym? Yeah, I believe it's in Kansas City at um, Mid-America Nazareth. Wow, that's some College. research. Look at you. Or Nazareth University, Nazarene University. Were you able to determine who he's playing against? <laughs> no, hmm. but I saw the logo. You can see it right. Oh, there we go. In the next one, I think.
1: Uh, right, pioneers. Oh, like, there it is. Yeah. So that's me getting dunked on. This is actually a fan vote segment. Um,
0: yeah. So it actually looks like it's in a couple different gyms. So maybe it was in a couple different. Gyms.
1: So this is pretty much exactly what I expected Bull to look like in an open run against right. non-pros. I mean, dominant. Literally, literally <laughs> dominant. Three this, guys. This is what, <laughs> this my favorite. Yeah, like,
0: are you kidding? This is what it looks like when an NBA player goes to a college run. Yep. This is just what it looks like. Uh, I don't want to spend that much time on it. I mean, we belabored the point about Bowl Bowl. I,
1: I think everyone now understands what Bowl Bull Bull, like, the yeah. Bull Bull thing. It thing. He is, in fact, quite good at basketball. Uh, Pretty awesome to watch, but you know, whether he puts it all together, TBD. My hope is just that
0: he goes to Summer League, he plays in Summer League a couple games, maybe, and we can talk about him a little more.
1: I hope, and you know, maybe this is unfair, like body language doctor stuff, but I just hope it, I hope it when he's on the court, it looks like he's trying really hard and he's locked in and dialed in and wants to be there because he's so fun to watch. He shouldn't have to just be a novelty item (laughs) this guy could play so hopefully we get to see some of that. the thing
0: with bowl man he's just gotta play he's gotta play summer league g league anywhere any he's just gotta play and it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen with the nuggets a team um the g league team that'd be fun though that'd be fun if he played in grand rapids uh let's hit a break real quick and on the other side we're gonna again, rank something else here. We we told you what order the Western Conference teams will finish in next season. Uh, On today's show, we're gonna tell you who will score the most points on the Nuggets next season uh, and rank the players one through 10 in that regard. Uh, So we'll get to that on the other side here.
1: So Harrison, you know all about Ball Arena, the aerospace aerospace technology company. Uh, They reached out to us, they need help here in the Denver Metro area at their golden plant. They have floor manufacturing positions for production technicians. They're all available. Oh yeah? That's right, Harrison. Oh. They need to make more cans. Desperate need to make more cans. Yeah, so in 2020, Ball made over 101 billion cans. That's a tremendous amount of cans. Yeah, that's a lot of cans. Billion cans. that cans. That's a lot, right?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. So they're hiring uh, production technicians to make even more aluminum cans?
1: That's right, Harrison. That's a good point. That's right. Yes, they're adding line capacity to their 400-person plant here in town at Golden. Oh, Different wow. town. I should probably stop saying here in town. They de- the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever. And more than that, chances are if you've consumed a beverage in a can that it's been from a ball aluminum can.
0: Wow, excellent. Did you know that um, aluminum is a highly sustainable material? Did you know that 75% of all aluminum that has ever been produced
1: is still in use? I did not. That's <laughs> staggering. So they can just keep recycling aluminum over and over again? Yeah, pretty and, uh, pretty incredible. And scene. That's Ball. You guys know all about it. They're partners. Incredible stuff, Harrison. Um, <laughs> we should do that more often. More candidly, uh, DraftKings, you know about DraftKings, right? I do, I do. It's not only my favorite sports book, but America's top-rated sports book. Of course, we're talking about DraftKings Sportsbook. And speaking of America, the Olympics—you know all about the Olympics. If you haven't signed up for DraftKings yet, you should use code DNVR. You are eligible to place a pre-event wager of one dollar to cash one hundred dollars if America wins any medal. Uh, the, the basketball team is going to do that, so go ahead and place that bet if you haven't yet. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits. If America wins. a Metal. That's code DNVR to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700
0: right. Well done. Well done. Uh back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Like vote just said, download the app, use code DNVR when you sign up. All right, let's rank something. We like ranking things on this yeah, show. Let's do it. Today, we're going to rank the Nuggets based on total points scored next season. So, this isn't points per game. Okay. Because then we could be talking about, all right, Jamal Murray's going to come back. How many points is he going to score? Sure, sure, total sure. Total points. Total points.
1: Total points. So, points. Jamal's off the board.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you could put him on the board. I'm not going to. You could.
1: I'm not going to. We're going
0: to rank them 1 through 10. And, uh, I mean, number one, it's, it's funny. Do you remember last year? Do you remember last year and the year before, where it was like, "Well, maybe this is the year that Jamal Murray leads the Nuggets in scoring. Maybe this is the year."
1: Now let's do it with Porter. No, 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 Miroslav
0: will yell at us.
1: Shout out to the homie Miroslav. We'll get
0: canceled in Serbia. It is, of course.
1: I think we can. We're in agreement. It's unanimous. Uh, You can put Jokic on the board at one. I think him. Yeah,
0: you can definitely put yoke there um he'll find a way. Now, MPJ is going to score a lot and he's clearly two on this list. But um I don't see him scoring more than Nikola Jokic next year.
1: No, no. They're going to go through Jokic as they should and I know there's talk about maybe less Jokic minutes and yeah. places to find rest for him which which maybe they do. I'm sure they do. It'll that won't matter. It'll still be Jokic by a fair amount. Um the margin last year obviously Murray got hurt, so number 2 is Porter. The margin is like Almost 800 points. I'm not going to do the math. Might be more than that. So it's going to be Jokic again.
0: It's going to be so interesting what the offense looks like next year because, you know, with Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic, you always had the two-man game. You always had the two-man game to fall back on. That was just a money action every single time. With, you know, MPJ and Yoke, they don't have that definitive, defining play yet. Right. I feel like it can be the DHO. We've seen them in the DHO – have a ton of success where, you know, they can go into that action. MPJ can step back for a three. Uh, MPJ can use it and cut to the rim. Um, You know, MPJ can pull up from two. So that could be it. But I feel like that's going to be something to watch for. Like, what is the go-to action with those guys?
1: Right. And, you know, in the regular season, that worked. They did, you know, they were developing that too, man. It's just not the same thing as a pick-and-roll game, which is, you know we just say the pick and roll that's the action but it's it's the intuition and the chemistry of mm-hmm. Murray and Jokic and all about counters right i mean no matter what the defense tries to take away those two guys know how to go to something else play off each other's strengths i is, think with Porter and Jokic it's still they've got one or two options and as we saw in the playoffs that you know that that can be sealed off when focused on
2: mm-hmm. is there a chance that that pick and roll develops this year though like this is their first full off season going in knowing they're going to have to be the one and two there I'm- yeah. The,
0: the the thing is, that's never been Michael Porter Jr.'s Right. He, exactly. Even in high school, uh, he didn't really play in college. It, it's He's never been a ball handler in the pick and roll. That's never been his game. He's always been that guy on the wing. Um, so I'd be it's a good question for sure. I'm sure we see way more of it than we have so far. And I hope we see way more of it. But it would surprise me if by the end of the year we're like, oh, the MPJ Jokic pick and roll is, is right. flawless.
1: And I know Porter plays the three or it's a little interchangeable alongside A.G., but like he's a forward and, and really in many ways a power forward. And, you know, that that would be a very that would be a unique two man game and unlikely. But I do think we're going to see MPJ find more ways to get involved than just standing and waiting yeah. for a shot, as we saw that start to happen last yeah. year.
0: Well, it's also going to be interesting to see like how much does MPJ just try to get his on his own, yeah, and how much do the Nuggets try to kind of retool their offense so it's four guys around Nikola Jokic. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to be really interested to, interested to find out for sure.
1: Look, there's a chance. I mean, it can be overstated, but a full off season when when that hasn't happened yet for Porter and there's a chance he comes back and does look like somewhat of a different player and is ready to rock so yeah yeah, i'm excited for it
0: yeah number three on this list of who's going to score the most points for the nuggets next season this one's pretty clear in my opinion is it clear in your opinion
1: will barton the third yeah
0: it's going to be will barton he is the clear the clear third option in my opinion
1: yeah yeah i mean I think he, even when everyone was healthy, I thought Barton was actually the fourth option, and Gordon was really that defensive specialist with some athleticism and, and find a, found a way to score in between the cracks. But Barton, and it'll be Barton more so this year. We talked about that two-man game, that pick-and-roll. Um, obviously, Monte, we expect him to have a great year, but mm-hmm. it'll be Barton and Jokic down the stretch of a lot of these games, I think, with regards to that two-man, that pick-and-roll game. Yeah. so. Um, a lot of responsibility on Barton, and this is why, you know, just with, with regards to this season in a vacuum, I always called Barton essential. He's going to need to be the third leader. Absolutely,
0: scorer. and I think that's a good point. At the end of games, you're right. It used to be Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. It could very well be Will Barton yeah. as the initiator, and I think you've got to feel pretty comfortable with that. If, if, if you're the Nuggets, like, yes, you trust Will Barton in the pick and roll. I always go back to when he played backup point guard for this team a couple years ago. Um, that was the season where they lost game 82, I believe. But he was very good in that role. I mean, he is a very sound pick and roll player. He can make reads. He's a threat to shoot it out of that. He's a threat to get to the rim. Uh, he's obviously a good passer. So you've, you've got to feel comfortable with yeah. him there,
1: and I think to that point, I think he and Jokic feel comfortable definitely. in that spot, definitely,
0: so. definitely. And that that's also why it was so big to bring him back because you've got to have, you know, as many players around Nikola Jokic that are comfortable and know how to play with him. That that's a big thing to Nuggets' offense. If you just have that feel, if you just have that muscle memory of okay, right. like, this is how I play around Nikola Jokic. Right. Barton
2: knows how to do that. Although, let's just put. Jamal's timeline straight up at a year. That means he's not back till next year's playoffs. Probably Monte an entire regular season at the point guard position. Or is there a chance
1: he's here at that third place? Well, if Jamal's injury takes a long time. It's a good question, Kel. I think it's what makes this next slot really interesting. Um, I'm curious where win goes with four. I do think, I mean, we seem in agreement. I do think it's will at three, but yeah, the four is an interesting question for that reason, Kel.
0: I've got Monte at four. Mm we got Monte at four because of what Kale just said. He's going to be starting at point guard for, for most of the regular season. And just because of that, he's going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to play a ton with Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter and Will Barton. He's going to get a ton of open shots. And we saw, I think we saw last year in the playoffs, like a more aggressive Monte Morris you know, than we have before. Since, since after Jamal Murray went mm. down, I really feel like when that injury happened, he kind of looked at himself and was like, all right, I got to be more aggressive. And I think he was, and you know, he had some big games once Jamal Murray went down and I think he's, I think he's the choice at number four here.
1: Certainly capable of it. Um, but I think he knows what to do. Obviously he already got paid by Denver and I think it's just going to be a, Hey, I'm here. I'm here to help you for, obviously that will include plenty of scoring and I think this margin's tight, but I'm curious. I'm curious if part of this off season, has been this coaching staff and Aaron Gordon sort of thinking about trying to figure out how can he be a bigger part of what they do yeah. beyond just praying that the jump shot falls. Um, so for for the sake of, of variety, I'm gonna put AG at four personally, but we can. I think we can leave Monte there.
2: I also just wanna point out that Jokic and AG haven't ever had an off season together, nor have they really played together where they've had practice time. So what we saw last year while very promising in the short amount of sample size we have, we don't even really know what AG looks like as a cutter when he knows Jokic ball. It's a good like, point, yeah. truly knows it's a good Jokic.
1: Point. Ball. There might be more to learn here, yeah.
2: We've gotten it in some glimpses. Yeah. i um, I tell
1: you who
0: AG did spend an off season with this summer was Will Barton apparently.
1: <laughs> I, w- I w- so- someone conspiracy theoried that they were filming a music video together and I wish oh, that was I true. Hope. I, I hope I wish that was true.
0: So, I mean, yeah, the AG question is is, is fascinating because I've got him at five. You I could see him at four. Like, I think four, five, six here, or four and five will be very close together. I do These as well. These guys will probably average around the same. But if I'm the Nuggets, man, there's got to be some pet plays in their offense for Aaron Gordon next season. Um, and I think we saw a little of this. I, again, things I always go back to, but there was that one playoff game um, against Portland where they got Norman Powell yep. in foul trouble really right quickly by just going to AG in the post early in the first quarter. And I could see Denver doing some stuff like that again uh, this coming season. And, and in the back of your head, you always got to be thinking about, all right, this is a contract year for Aaron Gordon. Yeah, uh, This is you know his opportunity to, to get a new contract. That's so a great point. you wonder how that factors. And also, does that make him be more aggressive and, and look for a shot more on the offensive end? So who are
2: we officially sliding in at this four and five spot?
0: Let's go let's go Monte at
1: the four. Go AG five. AG five. Although
0: I think it's gonna be really close.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, now it gets fun. Um at six, yeah. Now it gets fun. Who are you thinking at six? (sighs) I might I may have been Ryan Blackburn pilled here. Yeah. But Jeff Green? Could Jeff Green come in at six? So I was
0: thinking about Jeff Green at six. We can put Jeff Green at six for the sake of this. I, I was also thinking of Dozier there. Mm. But Jeff Green, here's what Jeff Green did on the Nets last season. 11 points per game in 27 minutes. So he played a lot. I think he, that was that's more than he's going to play in Denver. I don't think he's going to play 27 minutes. Mm. I'd say more like 20 to 25 at the most pretty much what Jamichael green did last season i think Jamichael green averaged like 20 a game but um he can fill it up jeff green can fill it up if he's out there he's gonna be aggressive he shoots it when he's open he gets to the rim he's a very capable offensive player so um if he's the nuggets first big off the bench if he's ahead of Jamichael green in that pecking order which i think he could be i think he could be six here
1: yeah he he he's a slightly more useful and I guess relative to the bench versatile player than, than some might think at this stage in his career. And also you look at that bench and I think, okay, there's some shooting depending on how they do this. There's some size. If if they do decide to go that route with Najee, um, um, but there's still not like a score. There's still not like a go-to guy. And I wonder, I wonder if Jeff green can sort of be that in a de facto role. So go to guy. I mean, not like, as it means off the bench. Like they just yeah. don't have they don't have a traditional sort of six man score. Right. Um and, and someone's got someone's gonna have to step up and be a finisher. Um although I guess Austin Rivers could figure into that as well. Part of this is that I still haven't figured out what that bench looks like. Sure.
2: Can I throw a hot take out there? Please, yeah. Kel, please. Or just make an argument for Zeke Naji in this spot. Uh do you want to make the argument or are we? You can if you want, but I think I don't know. I like Zeke Najee. I think he's going to be the true number seven man once um, Jamal Murray gets back. And if we're playing without a lot of Jamal Murray, that slides him up to the sixth spot, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Look, I'm a huge Zeke Najee guy. This is a a big Zeke Najee podcast. Uh, Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. He's been on the podcast. So I thought Zeke Najee should have played last year. I think you know before these moves were made, he should be in the rotation this coming season. Mm. And look, maybe we get to a point at the end of the year, at the trade deadline, where Denver trades a Jamichael Green because Zeke Naji just needs to play. Maybe, I would, wouldn't think they would trade Jeff Green because he's, in my opinion, going to be a more valuable playoff guy than Jamichael Green. But, you know, maybe there's a move made to free up minutes for Zeke Nagy because I think he's good, I think he's ready, and I, I think you should play him. So... I don't see it happening, but um, if he did play, if he was in the rotation from game one, I could see him being around, like around there.
1: By the way, just looked this up. Jeff Green did play sixty-eight games last year, finished with seven hundred and fifty total points. Durable, um, and that would put him. Obviously, there were injuries. Barton only played, I think, fifty-six, but that would put him third on last year's total for the or fourth, rather. Excuse me. So, it's, him at six is not a stretch, really. I mean, I think it's on the table. Yeah.
0: Uh, Next up, this is the guy I think could be sixth also, but P.J. Dozier, who, if you're looking for your classic sixth man for when this Nugget season starts, P.J. Dozier is probably that guy. Mm. I I definitely think he'll be, in most situations, the first sub off the bench, probably. Um, And last year, P.J. Dozier, 7.7 points, 50 games, 21.8 minutes. I could see him playing a little more than that this season. So I I think he could average, you know, maybe around 10 points or so, maybe a little more, but um, I think PJ is going to look to be aggressive because I believe he's in a contract year as well. Uh, Still hasn't gotten that big NBA payday and he's not going to be a top option in Denver, but I I think we're going to see a really aggressive PJ Dozier season.
1: Yeah. And I think we see a lot more of PJ Dozier. So, I think he comes in at seven as well. He played eight fewer games than Michael Green last year, scored like um, about like 85 fewer points. So if he is playing more, if he stays healthy, I absolutely think he makes that that jump and he leapfrogs him. And that's a good point. I mean, typically that six-man thing, as I was trying to articulate, is a guard. Yeah. Um, and, and we've seen Dozier get hot. So, yeah, I, I think he's capable of doing much more, and I do think he comes in at seven as well. But that does put, for me, that puts Jermichael Green at 8.
0: Okay. Jermichael Green at 8, who, all things considered, I think, had a really solid year for Denver. Like People, I I even feel like on this show, the Jermichael Green kind of status line just stayed very the same, just very flat the whole season. Because, yeah, he had some good moments. He had some bad moments. But all things considered, I felt like Jamaica Green was exactly the player yeah. that we thought he was going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're right that the, the, yeah high high peaks, low Nadirs. Shout out D line, but ultimately there was an irony to the the Nadirs in that you look at his season at the end and you go, oh yeah, okay, that's right. a Jamaica Green season. Yeah, um, he's and he'll a, be
0: that same player next year.
1: Yep, and that's what he is, right? Like a seven, like a seventh or eighth best player on a on a good team on a very competitive uh, and championship caliber team. So I love that about jermichael green that you can more or less pencil him in for for a certain amount of production
0: so next up here at number nine i've got faku got faku who 6.1 points per game last year um he's gonna play a lot of minutes as well he's super durable we know michael malone loves faku i i don't see a scenario where he like falls completely out of the rotation Maybe his role is diminished at times like it was at times last season, but he's going to play. And, he's um, going to play a lot while he's Jamal's gonna, out. Yeah, just kind of walk himself into a couple buckets every now and then.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, did not score a lot, not looking to score a lot, but going to play a lot and primary ball handler off the bench. I mean, he's going to He's going to have opportunities to score at, yeah. at least just off those catch-and-shoot threes. He is the ninth person I had as well. I am curious who your tenth is, though.
0: Well, the 10th guy I had is, is just simply um, the 10th man of the rotation. Whoever's I, left, I whoever think, played. And I think I've got Austin Rivers in that spot.
1: Who, who would you have? Um. Yeah, well, it's the same. <laughs> I don't know who's going to play. So I'll say Austin because I, I think I can see Malone going to Austin 2, PJ3 more sure than Najee Green-Green. So for that reason, I'll say Austin.
0: Yeah, I mean the other choices are Zeke, Vlatko, Bones Island, uh, Bowl, and uh, we don't really know what's going to be with Jamal next year. So, yeah, I think Austin's the choice because I think out of all those guys, you can project him to play the most. There's a lot we don't know about next season. We don't really know for sure what the bench rotation is going to be like. Jamichael Green's going to be in there. Uh, Jeff Green's going to be in there. P.J. Dozier's going to be in there. Fokker's going to be in there. Who's going to be that last guy? I think most likely it's going to be Austin Rivers. Most yeah. likely.
1: And you'd think, I mean, not that we would know, but Austin Rivers coming back, you'd think there's some dialogue about No, the opportunity will still be there, right? Yeah. Um, although maybe he didn't maybe. have a ton of offers. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But, but hard, It's it's. this is my biggest question heading into the season is, who is this person at 10? Is it Austin or is he...
2: What do you think, Cale? Any big disagreements on your end? I think it's absolutely insane that Zeke Nagy is not on this list.
1: Yeah. But, all right, do you, you recognize that it's, it's on the premise that we don't think he cracks the rotation? But is that the part you think is insane? Yes. Okay, Yeah. fair enough.
2: I, like, I understand yeah. how he's not on this list. I just don't think there's a world where that happens. Sure. Like, if
0: we get to the end of next season and Zeke Nagy plays this coming season as much as he played last year, that's going to be a huge disappointment.
2: That's going to be huge. He's got to have a bigger role than he did last year I season. mean, it just wouldn't make sense. I mean, it was limited minutes last year, but Zeke looked like a plus defender yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. So if we're not seeing him in year three, that just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, look wins brought this point up earlier too like we are all trying to narrow this down to a 10-man rotation and perhaps it simply isn't one right especially if and as they try to arrest yoke here and there um maybe it just is the case that 11 12 guys play a fair amount this year um whether it's just matchup dependent or or who's hot or who, who needs to get some run and maybe they shuffle that around yeah
0: i hope they do um knowing michael malone and how rigid of a rotation he likes to keep I'd say that's still unlikely. But I do think this coming year, there's a better chance they do that and expand right. the rotation and rest people and make sure everybody's fresh. There's a better chance they do that this year than last year probably. But probably. we'll see. I agree. I think that's one of the big storylines going into the next season. All right, let's hit another break, and we'll get to the mailbag portion on uh, the other side of these amazing reads that Brendan votes going to pull off right here.
1: You heard of Solace Meds did? I've heard of them. They've got some banging deals in the month of August. Here's a few of them. Dixie Elixirs 2 for 30. That's mm. actually a sweet deal. Um sincerely, Spectra 20% off, Ripple 20% off. Full transparency. I don't know what that means. I don't know what Ripple is. I'm I'm going to Google it though because it's 25% off. Uh Silver Shell Flower 15% off. And if you head into any location you can get a free soft bar or king cone when you mention the code as well. That code is DNVR20. Oh, you thought we were done? That also gets you 20% off. You can stack these deals together. What I'm trying to tell you is if you're going to the dispensary, make it Solace Meds for the love of god and just just scream at them, DNVR sent me and just throw your money at them and yell DNVR20 at the top of your lungs. So, Solace Meds
0: that's the great endorsement right there that got
1: away from me um i got a nice little message from lindsay that i messed in this read up i'm not gonna mess it up today chevalier mortgage you guys it's stressful trying to buy a house right now um shout out my producer on the fan vote aaron patterson who bought a house Thought it was so stressful to own a house that he sold it two weeks later. Oh, uh, that's a true story. Hit Aaron up about it. Uh, if you've attempted this process, you <laughs> Did know. Did he want that said publicly? Probably not. Yeah, um, cool. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what we're talking about. The housing market is, is crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They'll alleviate so much stress and worry off your plate. They also have a fun part for DN- perk for DNBR listeners. If you visit them at DNBrmortgage.com you can enter to win a free dnvr shirt or out of your choice most importantly get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options that's DNVRmortgage.com. call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit DNVRmortgage.com. you could also call mike directly 970-412-2472 that's michael chevalier nmls number 1931006 virginia chevalier nmls number 1910631 boom and finally, it's always a little disappointing to do these reads without Eric, um, who hates being the center of attention of this read. And I I, I make him that every I time. I know where this is gone. Talking about Hassle Cattle Company, that blue collar beef, that beef that's so damn good that we had to get it for you here at the DNVR bar. You can now order Wagyu burgers. They're delicious. By the way, Hassle Cattle Company is giving away $200 gift card and cooler to one lucky winner. Did we give that away already? I thought I saw someone win that the other night. I could be wrong. Baby. Uh, But it's easy to enter. Just head to DNVR Sports Twitter page and click the link to our pinned tweet. It's free. You can win money and a fantastic cooler. Plus, you get notified about all their best deals. Speaking of deals, Hassle is hooking you up with 10% off your entire purchase. Just use code DNVR10 at checkout. That's DNVR10 to save 10% every single time.
0: Yeah, we've got it at the DNVR bar as well. So If you're in the area, stop and get a burger. Get a burger with that delicious Wagyu beef.
1: That good stuff.
0: All right, we're back here on the DVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We didn't get to it on Monday uh, because we had a busy sh- uh, show Ooh. on Monday. But time for the mailbag.
1: I love this, Let's dude. Let's go to the mailbag. It's a little two-man mailbag.
0: Yeah, a little, little two-man Russia. mailbag.
2: All right, we'll start off from our guy at Borgen BJ.
1: This this is a very leading question, but I think he's preaching, so I had to. It All seems right. like everyone is lower on the nugget ceiling for next regular season. Have we forgot? Nikola Jokic is a walking top four seed on his own. That's a badass description. We also have an emerging star in MPJ to go along with an amazing team chemistry full of veteran guys that know their roles. I think our friend Borgen is correct um I you know we did that that show yesterday and I think there's a ceiling on it I did I have them five I think I think we a, settled on them as on, well. on five but I think he's right I mean like I'm not gonna be surprised if they walk away with a four seat again that that roster is a very good regular season roster yeah
0: well I think we talked about this on yesterday's show one through 13 they have guys who can be NBA role players on probably almost any team in the league Everybody on this roster outside of Bowl Bowl and Bones Highland, I think, can be a role player like on, yes a, a pretty you know run-of-the-mill NBA team.
1: It's NBA talent.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of NBA talent. They've stacked this team with NBA talent top to bottom. So from that aspect, yeah, would it really surprise me if they were top four? No, because they have the talent, and they've proven they can win without Jamal Murray. That's what they did at the end of the season. Yeah, best record in the NBA. When, since Jamal Murray went down at the tail end of last regular season, they beat the Portland Trailblazers in six without Jamal Murray. So it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I pegged them as the five seed, but is the four seed in reach? Of course. Totally.
1: I think part of it, too, is maybe we're trying to take into account the, you know, okay, maybe Jokic rests a, a fifth game or whatever here and there or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, it's less about getting that three seed and more about development and health and all that. But I, I just I liked that question because I think the notion that you know this team's going to take a big drop off, it might be it it's been overstated. Yeah. All right, let's dig around this mailbag Kelsey, what else we got?
2: All right, next coming in from our guy Magic Kimura.
1: Uh if Jokic won the West vote for All-Stars this year and was team captain, who do you think he would uh pick first? Giannis. Giannis. I don't know. I knew we were both going to say that, but Giannis. I think it's an easy answer.
2: What if Giannis is the top vote in the East?
1: Okay. Good question, Kill. Um, does he just go Luca? I don't know. Am I just doing the international thing? I have no idea. Do, do they have any relationship? Luka? Him and Luca. I yeah. mean, they're the ball like the, the, uh, Balkan, the Balkan Brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> I would say Luca maybe.
0: Yeah, I've got some breaking news on Uh-oh. the pod here that uh, we, we've got to talk about. I just am about to tweet it out here, so just give me one second. But um, the Nuggets have made an addition to their summer league roster. Jimmer Fredette is back. Whoa! Jimmer Fredette is back and on the Nuggets summer league roster. Whoa! Whoa! Breaking news, breaking news. Do we want to slot him in here on like top 10 in points next season? Jimmer Fredette. Who has played on the Nuggets Summer League team before is back. Um Davon Reed from Miami also added to the roster, but not as big of a deal. No, let's stick on with Jimmer. Jimmer Ferdet. Also, uh, some good news. Nuggets are expected to practice tomorrow
1: afternoon. That's great so, news. So the, just the get vibes. one in, just get one in real yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> There's a training camp. The vibes are uh restored. The vibes are restored. I see people freaking out in the comments. Guys, that's a summer league invite. I don't. They're not necessarily clearing a roster spot here. No. But um, I do think the makeup of this team now, it is 75% Kenyon Martin players, in fact coached by Kenyon Martin, and then Jimmer, Marcus Howard, and Bones Highland with no practice time. This is officially my favorite basketball team ever assembled. So
0: this is really exciting in one way. Is any part of you a little worried that he's going to take away playing time from Bones and and Moccas
1: and uh, Caleb Agata or Guy? Yeah, like why is this happening? (laughs) That's a reasonable question Um, because, yeah, if if you're not really thinking Jimmer can be a part of the NBA team, then why does he have to be a part of the summer league team? Um, So that's a fair question. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess there are guys I'd rather see play, particularly Bones. But – also, I kind of just, I like Summer League Legend stuff, and I want to see one of those three guys score way too many points. And now that I feel like that's on the table,
0: yeah, I mean, this team's gonna be be very watchable, absolutely watchable. Jimmy <laughs> Fredette,
1: man, Malone. Someone just said Malone. Really, they really want the Summer League trophy this time around. Charles Clask. we need some more talent on this team, that's Jim. Right. Tim, more talent. Help me. If I'm not going to get a training camp, can I at least get a Jimmer? <laughs> so, wow.
0: Uh, Jimmer Fredette. See you in uh, Las Vegas. All right. But uh, maybe the bigger story is they're expected to practice tomorrow. I was going to say, is great yeah, news. buried the lead. Great That's news. awesome. That's
1: yeah. good. So First, I think we'll pencil them in for being there next week.
0: Yeah. First year practice is canceled, but they're getting in a practice tomorrow. That's good. The day before they fly to Vegas. The day before they leave. Maybe the day of that they're flying. <laughs>
1: Good luck, Charles. That should be a productive practice. (laughs) Good luck,
0: Charles. (laughs) All right, let's. uh, Do we
1: have any more questions? We do, we do, we do.
2: Last, oh, two Two more, right? Sorry. This one's coming in from, I think it's Dustin Koss.
1: Sure. Uh, Would you give Marcus Howard a two way deal if he wanted to accept one? Uh, Do you think he would accept one?
0: I think he really wants a standard NBA contract. Mm. I think he really does. And, I mean, the Nuggets MO over the last couple of years has been you play well, you're a good soldier, you put in the practice time, you're coachable on a two-way. Yeah, we reward you with a standard NBA contract. Nuggets have a full roster right now. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Bowl Bowl. Maybe there's a trade that happens. Maybe a roster spot somehow opens. Um, it, it's tough because I like Marcus Howard. Um, I think he can be an NBA player in the right situation. The, n- n- the Nuggets would be, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have a backup small forward on the team,
1: though. Right. <laughs> no. Right. If it we're clearing
0: roster spots. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I like Marcus Howard as a player, as a person. Seems like uh, a good. He's dude. the type of guy you want to have in your organization for sure. He's he had a, a playoff worker. moment. Crazy. Yeah.
1: He stepped up in the playoffs it just it does feel redundant in multiple ways you know in terms of tiny guards with ele- you know some electrifying scoring they just drafted bones highland who's bigger um you know in terms of just tiny guards there's already faku so th- it just starts to feel a little bit uh does it w- does it make sense for Marcus Howard to be in Denver anymore and i given the roster spot situation or the lack of a roster spot i think the answer is no so look i wouldn't mind the two way i wouldn't hate it but I don't know if it's what necessarily what he's looking for so yeah all right I think there's one more one, uh, more. one more piece of mail in this bag here
2: last one coming in from tay1 underscore Denver
1: yeah we already talked about this a little bit but I just the first one is um the first part of this question is the question of the summer what will the primary bench yeah. lineup look like the question
0: of the su- I feel like it was the question of last summer it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> the same questions who is the three and who what is the bench um
0: I mean we think it's definitely gonna include uh, PJ Dozier for sure I think he's your. If you want to have a sixth man, he's probably that guy just because he's versatile and good. Is Jeff Green also going to play for sure. Jermichael Green, I think, will also play for sure. So that's definitely three, and then you've got Faku. Oh,
1: you know, I think we know four. Um, if it's a ten, like if it's strictly ten man, I'm going to guess as we did earlier that it's Austin at the two and PJ at the three. But I will say this: I look, there was a little, you know, sort of three man kind of musical chairs going on at the end of the season last year yeah I do think we see some of that I think Zeke gets mixed in here and there um you know Jeff Green a little older like he's you don't need him to play every game so I think Zeke gets some playing time but if you had to boil it down to 10 I would say he just misses out
0: yeah so last year they had the musical chairs at the 4-5 the backup 4-5 yep Paul Millsap to Green and JaVale, McGee. and JaVale McGee and it's funny like after every game Michael Malone went out of his way to say, I'm just really, or before every game, I'm just really um, proud. I have a lot of respect for how those veterans have handled a situation that none of them like. I don't know if he said that verbatim, but he was pretty much leading on that those three guys weren't happy, you know, not having regular minutes penciled in. They weren't happy with the fact that, okay, one night it could be JaVale, one night it could be Paul. You know, he was pretty much saying without saying that they weren't happy with that. But if you were to do that this year and you throw Zeke into the mix, uh, you probably could do that because Zeke Nagy's younger. He's probably not going to expect to have regular, standard, rigid minutes every single night. He'll be happy just to be playing. Yeah, so you could do that. But we we do know Mike Malone likes, you know, if he can, to have a, a regular rotation. I
1: mean, these guys care about rhythm. Rhythm is the word I hear all the time in that locker room or used to when that's what we did. But um it, and, and yeah, it, it gets difficult. That was one of the you know, one of the things MPJ told me before he cracked the rotation was was just how hard it was. Remember he said he needed to have a conversation with coach in Philadelphia and it it wasn't just that he wasn't necessarily in the rotation, it was just that he never knew mm-hmm. when am I gonna play and where. And it's hard yeah. for these guys.
0: That's that's correct on one aspect. It's gotta be tough never knowing. But what do we hear about, you know, all the time when, when a bench guy steps up and has got to stay ready. Got to stay ready. It's true. You got you got to stay ready. That that's just kind of life for young NBA players, you know. And
1: to that point, man, Zeke's a stay ready guy. He's an so, absolute yeah. stay
0: ready guy. So yes, it is really tough when you don't know what your minutes are going to be. Um, we know that that is what it is. But staying ready is another aspect of it. And I think if you're the Nuggets, you've got the utmost confidence that Zeke Naji going to stay ready.
1: Yeah, apparently he's he hasn't left the arena since yeah, the he's season living, ended. He's so. living
0: in ball arena. But,
1: by the way, I did someone tabbed me in the chat and get a chance to respond. Just a question about do I think MPJ is worth the max? And it's, I think it's just structurally it's so similar to the Jamal situation. When you're a team like Denver, you if you think he's going to become a max player, then you just give it to him now. Mm-hmm. You ease the tension. And do I think the guy we saw in the playoffs last year is a max player? No, but – do I think MPJ is going to grow into one? Yes. yes. And so it's pretty simple for me.
0: I agree. I agree. I think he is a max player. And look, the the small uh, max contract slot, because there's like three different types sure. of max contracts when you have, I don't know exactly what it is, zero to five service years, then five to ten, then ten plus. You get different max levels. The lowest max is still like tradable you know right. it's not right. this gargantuan number it's not chris paul making 50 million a year
1: no so. and more to the point like you're not you're not signing talents like porter jr so when they follow to you at 14 you do what you can to keep them around and figure it out later yeah all right well Thanks for the mailbag questions
0: guys. We are going to do another little mailbag portion for DNVR members only behind the paywall with questions that we got from the DNVR Discord. I can't so i Believe Jimmer Furdet's on this. Yeah. <laughs> Did that register yet? <laughs> Jimmer Furdet on the Nugget Summer League team? Man. Um so if you want to listen to the members only one and you're not a member, uh go to the dnvr.com, sign up for a membership. Uh, if you are a member, that's where the members-only podcast will be posted on the dnvr.com under Nuggets Podcasts. So, yeah, uh, we'll see DNVR members there. Uh, for everyone else, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Casual Friday. Talk to you guys then. Right now, it's Strava Craft Coffee. DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DNVR25. And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR20. For 20% off your order, of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. It can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD. Try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first-time customer, DNVR25 will you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com.